approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dynasty Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Coach Dylan, along with Coach Charlie, and we finally have Coach Nick back. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. How are we doing? Good to see everyone. Indeed. So we've had a couple weeks without you, Nick. How you been? You been? Uh, you been good? Been exhausted, man. My kids' wrestling schedule is is kicking my tail, but we got some. Uh, State runner-ups and third place in states, so it's been been well worth it. Kids did good. Oh yeah, love to hear it. Heck yeah! So welcome back. It's good to have you back, man. So we uh, got to get another good podcast for you guys today. Um, there's not a whole lot of news and notes, so we will just uh, go right into our dissect that team. But we do have the NFL Combine coming up, so you guys excited for that? I am for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's uh, mildly important, at least, to kind of take stock of some of the more important position players, especially this year with the quarterback position. That's going to be the one thing that I think mm-hmm. most people have their eye on, and that I'll certainly have my eye on because we saw how Malik Willis flourished at the Senior Bowl, and it's be interesting to see how him and some of the other quarterback prospects will perform at these uh, combine drills to see if they help their draft stock or hurt it. I'm I'm excited for two things. I'm excited for the the run rich run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for how many offensive and defensive linemen run a faster forty than Tom Brady. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. We uh we're finally getting to see the uh, prospects in their first pro style event. So. It'll be interesting. We're going to be able to finally get some information that might help us uh, with some of our rookie profiles that we're going to be doing here in a couple weeks. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and get started with our Dissect That Team. Um, This week we're going to do the Green Bay Packers. Um, We we start here with Aaron Rodgers, um, the MVP two years in a row now. I know he's Nick's favorite, uh, favorite player in the league, so... Yeah, I'm excited to see his opinion on this. But uh, he finished sixth in four point and sixth in pass or in uh, six point passing per TDs. Um, do you guys think he stays in Green Bay, or do you guys think that he moves on? I, I hope he retires to a crab shack that gets taken out by a tsunami. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we know how Nick feels. <laughs> all right how do you feel Charlie <laughs> I think does in all, in all seriousness <laughs> I do think he leaves I think there's a, a little too much bad blood um considering how the Packers have really not devoted any resources into helping Aaron Rodgers the skill position especially after drafting Jordan Love and AJ Dillon in the first and second rounds in that in that draft a couple of years ago and the fact that there just doesn't seem to be too much happiness left for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay plus there seems to be an alluring fit in Denver uh, with with your boy Dylan after the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett, head coach, and Rodgers and Hackett have a very strong bond 
And even if Rodgers doesn't end up going to Denver, there are several other destinations around the league that Rodgers may find more appealing than Green Bay. So I think he's a goner. Yeah, I saw, was it Pat uh, Rodgers to the Washington Commanders? That was an interesting Yes, the Commanders are trying to get for Russell Wilson. So. Yeah, I thought that would be a, an interesting interesting thought for Rodgers. Look, you, you, you all know where I stand with this human being. You, you, you do. Um, <laughs> I, I hate this man, and in a way I can't explain. But for the purpose of the podcast, know what I am sacrificing. I had actually researched this human being today. So <laughs> I think that he is gone. I, I don't think he stays in Green Bay, and I think that he is going to exit in the most Aaron Rodgers way possible and allow them to hold on to this dream that he's going to stay there and build this whole plan to keep him there and then give him the deuces and take his top knot somewhere else. Yeah, they have restructured a couple contracts already trying to keep him. Um, they know, too, that if they uh, do not keep Aaron Rodgers, there's no chance that Devontae Adams is going to stay. So they, and vice uh, versa. If, yeah, if Adams so walks, Rodgers yep. is gone. Yep. So, I don't know. I think that he could he could end up back there, but I think that the more likely scenario you see somewhere else, I do not want to see him with Washington Commanders. And that's not just me saying it because I'm a Broncos fan. But who do they have there other than Terry McLaurin? As a Giants fan, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers away from the NFC East, please. That would be nice. I think you'd probably like to see him out of the NFC, period. Yes, that, so. yes. <laughs> that, that is a fact. I'm sure Nick agrees with me on that one. Just get, get him out get him out of the conference. Yeah. And yep. As much as you hate the uh, hate the guy, you gotta you gotta respect the fact that he's won MVP two years in a row now. Is constant candidate to put up thirty plus touchdowns and four thousand plus yards every year. So, yeah. See, I could get behind that with Tom Brady. I, I didn't like him, but I could get behind his talent. I, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I feel that I have an intense hatred for Tom Brady, but I have some respect for Aaron Rodgers as a person. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers the way you do, but I hate Exactly. Tom Brady. I'm the same way as you, Charlie. Yeah, exactly. I just can't <laughs> Tom Brady. He's like such a smug, I know everything, and I know more than you attitude, and I hate it. Yep, I agree. You want to punch him. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Georgia Love here. If Rodgers leaves, this is the guy that – is potentially going to take over for the Green Bay Packers. He's uh, only played in one game. Well, only started one game, but he played in six. Now, you can say that that was just going out there and doing kneel downs, but he did play in six. One start did not look all that great. Um, is he possibly going to have the Patrick Mahomes effect at uh, they had in Kansas City where he sat behind Alex Smith for a year and learned the game? came out and is now Patrick Mahomes or is he somebody that they're going to look at possibly drafting somebody else or bringing another uh, free agent that's an interesting comparison especially considering he's sitting behind Aaron Rodgers and not Alex Smith like Patrick Mahomes was no. you can imagine some of the things that Jordan would pick up on in these two years that he's uh, sat behind or one year excuse me that he's uh, sat behind Aaron Rodgers. 
And I think that since they invested a first-round pick into him, they're going to want to see what he has. First-round picks don't just sit there and wilt away in most cases. Mm-hmm. So he's, if Rodgers leaves, he'll get the keys to the castle for a year. They'll see what they have in him, and it's there's potential there. Yeah. Um, um, they just got to see what they have because he's only played in, in, you said, six games, and that's not exactly a large sample size considering mm-hmm. most of those appearances were in garbage time. Yeah. And the one start he did have didn't exactly get the show. He didn't exactly show too much, and it was a very ugly game. I remember watching that. I was like, that was an America's game of the week, too. Oh, yeah. Brutal. But yeah. Uh, point aside, I think he can show Green Bay why he was worthy of being a you know, I, I had to literally reconstruct my whole thought process about teams giving quarterbacks chances after watching Denver give quarterback after quarterback every single chance in the world to do something. So I think Jordan Love's got a, got a high chance to have, I don't know, at least, I don't know, what, 90 seasons if we use the, the Broncos method to, to prove he's worth something. So, <laughs> look, he had, he had one game, and no, he wasn't wasn't pretty. It wasn't beautiful, but... There, there's the talent there. There's potential there. It's raw, but it can be worked. And I think that if they invest like they didn't do with Rodgers so much, if they invest in talent around him and keep building around him and, and give him what he needs to learn, um, I think he's going to be a, a good talent. I think they have what they what they need to move forward with him, and, and we'll see. Yeah, they definitely need to invest in some talent, especially since uh, what every single uh, pass catcher there other than Amari Rogers is a free agent this year. Yeah, they so. have, have to have to invest one, if not multiple draft picks at the wide receiver, possibly even the tight end position. Because we did mention earlier that Robert Tongan is also heading into free agent deal on every other yeah. every other yeah. way. Yeah, they're gonna have to if Rogers leaves and uh, Adams leaves, they're gonna have to probably do it through the draft. Please. Because when that happens, Packers are probably going to rebuild. And that's not going to be a popular destination for a first-time starting quarterback in Jordan Love for your guys like a Chris Godwin, Juju, Mike Williams, Gallup. players like that to go to. So they're going to be in rebuild, I think, and uh, have to go build to the draft in that scenario. So moving on here, we got Aaron Jones. Um Actually, let's go back one one second here. If you're going to trade for um, Jordan Love, what do you guys think he's worth? I saw a trade on Yahoo, uh, the Yahoo trade market, Jordan Love for Trey Lance. Do you think Lance? What? Yeah, I agree. Wow. I agree. But oh, man, someone got, got – <laughs> I can't say it on the podcast, but someone <laughs> got trade. You know what? It because that you know, was what idiot made that trade. That, I don't know. It's just the uh, Yahoo trade market. It's they have a bunch of trades for him, but I would probably. I think a second round. If we're talking single QB, I think probably a, a second round pick seems like approximate value right now. If we're talking super flex, given that that's a two QB thing, and we we are talking dynasty, I think a first round pick is something I'd be willing to cough up. Do you agree with that, Nick? So I was trying to think about this on my way into work this morning, and I struggled with it, right? I, mm-hmm. You just don't know what you're going to get. So, And I thought about it in the aspect of if it's a single quarterback league, I don't think I'm going after someone like him. 
um, Jordan Love. I think there's better options, more proven options out there if you're going to make a trade for a quarterback in a single quarterback league than Jordan Love. I don't think anybody's flying off the pages for him. In fact, I'd almost rather go after Taysom Hill than Jordan Love. Um, so in a multiple quarterback league, two quarterback league, dynasty setup like we have in, in my league, yeah, I think a second-round pick is a fair fair cough-up for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, probably second second round in uh, one QB. I think it probably has to be a late first round in uh, in Superflex. Yeah, you wouldn't catch me coughing up anything more than like a bottom three first. For, uh, yeah, because I don't know how compared to the QB market this year, I don't know. Jordan Love might be up towards the top of of it this year. So. I think I would rather have Malik Willis or Matt Corral. Yeah, I think probably those two. And then yeah. um and then Jordan Love. So let's go ahead and move on to Aaron Jones here. Um thirteenth in standard, eleventh PPR, received sixty five targets. So he's he's the receiving back in Green Bay as of now. Um who do you guys like better? Aaron Jones or our next guy that we're going to talk about, A.J. Dillon. Let's just go ahead and show that also. I like A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially for Dynasty and if Rodgers leaves, we know Green Bay is going to be entering a rebuild and the better back for a rebuild would be the 23-year-old A.J. Dillon. And in that they were basically already operating in a timeshare for all intents and purposes. Yeah. It was almost a 60-40, if not close to a 50-50 split. Uh, Dylan was getting a, a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities towards the red zone, and he got a lot of work out of the backfield too. I mean, 34 catches—that's that's nothing to, to smirk at. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they were using it as a 50-50 split, in, at least in the rushing game. I know, I know, AJ Dylan received a little bit more uh, attempts than than Aaron Jones, but. Jones had the had the receiving game a little bit more. So so uh Jones received the sixty-five targets, Dylan received the thirty-seven targets. So I don't know if it evens out more this year or if Dylan is going to be the primary rushing uh downs back that will get the work in the red zone and then uh Jones becomes more of the uh receiving back only. So can, can we just take a second to look at AJ Dillon's legs? I know they're Good massive. God, they're massive. So I'm just saying, I would almost pick him if I knew nothing, right? Brand new to fantasy football, and you put a picture of Aaron Jones and AJ <laughs> Dillon side by side, and that's the picture you chose AJ Dillon. I'm drafting that guy. Yep. One. So with the combine coming up, I know that. I'm in no way, shape, or form calling A.J. Dillon this player at all. But with the combine drills, A.J. Dillon had a better score than Derrick Henry. Okay? And you have you – have, A.J. Dillon has been compared to, De- to Derrick Henry because of his size, his run style, stuff like that. Now, I'm in no way saying A.J. Dillon is going to be Derrick Henry. But give the guy a chance. I think that he can probably be a top 10 back in this league very easily. Yeah, especially with the uncertainty to quarterback. He may well get that chance. Yeah. So if they go to rebuild, I think that 
AJ Dillon is the better back to rebuild on in. Honestly, trade Aaron Jones if you're going to be doing that. Yeah, might be a target to get rid of high there, get rid of uh, Aaron Jones, get what you can for him and pocket AJ Dillon. Yeah, speaking of that, what would you trade him for? Which one, Jones or Dillon? Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. I struggle with this one just because I don't make a lot of trades for running backs. I tend to draft my running backs personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I have made a trade, in fact, with with you, Meany. This is my last running back trade I made for Kamara two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I paid high for Kamara because I was yeah. right in the Actually, middle of his. Uh, a trade made in one of my leagues pretty recently involving Aaron Jones. And it was just – it was Aaron Jones for the 205 and the 207 this year. That's not bad. I'd probably pay that. Which I think is pretty approximate value. In, in my notes, I have <laughs> – I would try to sell Aaron Jones. If I could get two seconds, I feel like that's probably pretty approximate. Yeah, I was thinking either low one or, or two two, so that's probably right where my brain was at too. Yeah, that's probably where I would be. It'd have to be a low one because I don't think anybody's going to give you a uh, a mid to high first-round pick for him. So, but if you're trading for A.J. Dillon, what would you, what would you give up? Oh man, easily I'd I'd go mid round, mid round one, or, or even a her. I don't know if I'd go top five one, but I do. You, do you think he know. compares to a Brees Hall or a um, Isaiah Spiller this year? Because I know what I'm getting, yes. But I tend to lean more towards my vets just because I've already know what they are. Okay. In my instance, I think I would uh, go with the upside a little more. I think I'd rather have Hall or Spiller. And I, I wouldn't be afraid of giving up a mid first or something even a little later than that if I can get it for Dylan. Yeah, I hear you. I think I typically would go with the upside. I know that uh, AJ Dylan, I just said, could be a top 10 back, but also I'm going to go with he's not going to be a 10 to, top 10 back with Aaron Jones there. Right. So yeah. I'm going to take the bet that Brees Hall or Isaiah Spiller land somewhere where they're the the guy, hopefully. I, and I guess that would also they're depend. They're not going to be in the timeshare like Packers have. And it also depends, I guess, on where those folks land in that situation. We'd have to factor in. but Yeah, for sure. Um, One trade that I saw on uh, Yahoo was Aaron Jones for Keenan Allen. Would you guys do that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would do that. Okay. Alrighty, and then a couple trades here. AJ Dillon for Amon Ross St. Brown. Or AJ Dillon for AJ Brown. I don't really like either of those, to be honest. I kind of like the one for AJ Brown because I think yeah. he's going to bounce back and have a good year, but I didn't really care for that first one, the Amon Ross. Yeah, that one. I think that one was a desperation trade because he had one good season. Everybody lost their mind. That was with Swift and Hawkinson. Now, I've been saying that before. That was a volume-based opportunity. I don't think repeat that. Yep. So, AJ AJ Dillon over Amon Ross St. Brown, and then what you you said AJ Brown over AJ Dillon, right, Charlie? Yes, I did. I'm a believer of that. I could get behind that one more so than the other one for sure, but like I said, AJ Brown, he's he's got something to come out and, and make up for last year. So I think I think I could still get behind that if I was needing a wide receiver. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, let's go ahead and move on to Devontae Adams. Um, like you said earlier, if Adams leaves, Rodgers is gone. If Rodgers leaves, Adams is gone. Um, fifth in standard, second in PPR. Do you guys think that uh, Adams stays? Or where, where? First of all, do you think that the Green Bay Packers use the um, franchise tag on Devonta Adams? Yes, absolutely. Yes, even if Rodgers leaves because they can trade him and still get something for him, it's common sense. No, agreed. Okay. Where do you guys? If he goes, do you guys think that uh, he follows Rodgers? Or I heard. I believe it was a couple episodes ago, Nick, you said that Devontae Adams might be wanting to prove that he can be a top three wide receiver in the league without Rodgers. So what do you think happens? Uh, I mean, I think he's going to try to stay with his guy. I mean, he's he's done him right for so many years. He's going to try to stick with him. And and unfortunately, like like Charlie just pointed out, it's it's – too sensible for them to not franchise tag him and, and then trade him if they can't get a contract done. So um, it might not be up to him. I mean, I'm sure he'll have an opinion in it, but bottom line, it might not be up to him where he goes and, and at the end of the day. So um, I do still think that there's that part of him that may want to step out from underneath the the umbrella and the shadow that is Aaron Rodgers and, and prove that he doesn't need Rodgers to, to be who he is. But I mean, like you guys said during that that bit, he's the pairing is just too good to to give up, especially if you're trying to chase that championship. Yeah. It ma- it makes too much sense. They've had a great working relationship in the years they've been together in Green Bay. So where I think wherever Rodgers goes, Adams will follow. Although obviously, like Nick did say, if he gets franchise tagged, Adams may not necessarily have a say in where. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. Um, two trades here: Devonte Adams or Cooper Cup. Who do you guys got? Adams. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree with that. Even if Adams does not, what if Adams has to stay in Green Bay or does not go somewhere with Rodgers? I think I still pick Adams. He has just too much raw talent. I, I agree. Adams okay. is. Been- producer at as a top five wide receiver as well than Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup was traditionally more of like a, a wide receiver two, maybe a low wide receiver one before his explosive year this year. So I would bank on the more consistent producer as well. Correct. And that was the one word that kept coming into my head doing my my research for this was just consistency. He has been consistent year in and year out. Absolutely. I agree one hundred percent. What about uh, Devonta Adams or uh, for Austin Eckler? Ew. Ooh. <laughs> that's horrible <laughs> sheesh yeah, yeah those are uh, these are trades on on Yahoo that people are making right now so I mean Austin Austin Eckler a bag of peanuts and a half eaten can of beans for Aaron Rodgers I'd take that one <laughs> alright alright they're uh, like I said earlier the Packers are Hurting very bad for weapons right now. Right now, MVS, Alan Lazard, uh, Equinemius St. Brown, they're all free agents this year. Not to mention Robert Tanyan also is a free agent this year. They're going to need to either sign some of these guys back or go after somebody somebody else here. Is there anybody 
on that I just mentioned that you guys think they do resign, that they're going to be worth anything in fantasy. I know MVS and Lazard have been fantasy relevant to the past. Do you think Amari Rogers um, ascends this year into more of a weapon for him? What do you think they do with the wide receiver position? How the hell find anybody? The 31 mil over the freaking cap. They're going to have to yeah. a roster if they want to make room. They got so many, they got so many high money contracts, especially on that defense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just I don't know how they would do that. It's mm-hmm. you either keep Rodgers in your offensive weapons and completely cut down on defense, or you know, it's, it's, it's I feel like it's a no win scenario. They're gonna have to do it through the draft. No, unless yeah. you can get back to some of you, some of those guys like MVS and Equinemia St. Brown on minimum deals, which I think they will probably earn. Maybe St. Brown more so than MVS, but. They're not going to be able to go out and get a Chris Godwin or a Mike Williams or anyone like that. That just seems to be too far out of the uh, out of the Packers' range. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to do it in free agency either. I mean, if they can't bring back some of their lower dollar guys, I, I, I just don't see it. And especially if they're going to go out and break the bank to bring back Adams and Rodgers, I think you can just wave goodbye to everybody else on that list. They may be able to bring back Tony considering he was coming off of an injury and his value is a bit low. <laughs> Maybe see that, but that's it. Do you guys think that that Josiah Deguera is uh, anything to possibly be a sleeper, or do you think that they could? I mean, maybe. To be fair, we also kind of thought the same thing about Jay Sternberger and where mm-hmm. now. So, yep, for sure, for sure. All right, let's go and uh, move on to uh, players to resign. Right now, uh, they got a lot that they're going to need to figure out what they're going to do with. Um, I know, like I said, a lot of the uh, wide receivers and linebackers this year are pretty much majority of that room is free agents. So who you guys got for that? The dream is to bring back Devontae Adams Mm -hmm. on the condition that Aaron Rodgers is back. Um, they're going to have to do a lot of maneuvering on the cap to make that happen, but that should be priority number one. Um, I also have them trying to bring back Robert Tanyan. I don't think he's going to cost as much. He'd be an effective red zone weapon for Aaron Rodgers when he's healthy. And then my third one is, like we talked about with the linebackers, Devontae Campbell, who had a under-the-radar year. He was incredibly productive in the middle of that defense for the Packers. So I think bringing him back to help QB that defense could be incredibly useful. Um, they obviously have some other free agents in other areas, but they're not going to be able to keep everybody. So these are, I think, the three big ones in my mind. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree. I mean, it, it all hinges on what you're doing with Adams, right? If you bring back Adams, you tag him, whatever you do with him. If he's on your team, you're going to have to sacrifice some of those other wide receivers that you could probably try to target. Tony, yeah. you can get back on cheap, fine, cool, and then you want your – your linebacker there in case you do lose Rodgers and Adams. I'm good with that too. But outside of that, if you lose Rodgers and you lose Adams, I think you have to try to sign those uh, those wide receivers back or you're going to have nothing. And, and the draft class this year is good, but you only got so many picks to try to make something happen. I, yeah. uh, I agree with that as well. I think – if Rodgers and Adams goes, I think they're going to enter a, a full teardown. So they're not going to resign a lot of guys who might be a little up there in age and who would require a large contract. 
So bringing back some of those wide receivers that you know probably aren't going to cost too much money seems to be, seems to make a lot of sense. At least make sure you have some guys who you know can catch the football for Jordan Love. Correct. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to get Adams back, but uh, I would say that out of all the receivers that I've named earlier, Alan Lazard is probably the one that they need to get back the most. He finished uh, as their number two this year. I think he's probably got the most talent out of everybody. They're not named Adams. So bring back him. And then uh, I had Devondre Campbell also. He's uh, He had an 85.8 PFF ranking. So that's actually that's actually pretty, pretty good this year. So 111 tackles, two forced fumbles, two sacks. So they definitely need to. Bring him back, especially if they're going to rebuild and have Jordan Love as their quarterback. They're going to need all the defense they can get. Absolutely. So, um, what about players to target in free agency? Uh, the top needs right now are wide receiver, linebacker, right tackle, offense, or outside linebacker, and defensive tackle. They're like I said before when we talked about resigning guys. They don't have a lot of cap room, so they're going to have to be smart about this. Um, I have them actually, if he, if he, this is obviously an if, if he doesn't retire, but I think Gronk fit in Green Bay, um, he, he's going to want to go to a winner. And if Roger stays, that's a very appealing opportunity to go in and produce and be a guy and have a chance to win another championship. And I don't think he's going to cost as much since he's probably looking for a one, maybe a two year deal, which is not going to be a, uh, an expansive hit on the Packers cap books. Mm-hmm. And, I also have uh, stealing from within the division, Allen Robinson, coming of a particularly poor year. Surprising considering Allen Robinson has shown that he can succeed with bad quarterbacks. So imagine yeah. him a good quarterback in Aaron oh. Rodgers. Oh, the possibilities are tantalizing. Having him with Devontae Adams, it's, it's a scary thought if Devontae Adams were to come back. Um, yeah. so I, I think Allen Robinson won't cost as much as your Chris Godwin, uh, yeah. those type of guys who are going to be also on the market. Yeah. Who you got, Nick? So, I mean, it's it's a problem because, like we are saying, initially I, I went immediately to all of the, the great offensive linemen that are floating around. But the problem with it, like Charlie has pointed out several times, is there's no money. There's there's no money to sign those guys, right? And they're, they're all demanding a lot of money, and deservedly so. So I think that you should target your wide receivers – Right and and a, and a name two names that I brought up or that I thought about was and I don't really know what they would have to cost for for the first one here but Michael Gallup and then Juju I think you could probably swing something with him after the season he had. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Juju. I think that uh, did he really earn that big contract the last two years? I mean, I know he was hurt last year, year before he wasn't great. I know. Chase Claypool and uh, Deontay Johnson were outplaying him in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So you might be able to get Juju on a cheap uh, cheap one-year prove-it contract while you're yeah. trying to fix your cap space here. But um, I also went with Linville Joseph, uh, 33 years old, so he's nearing the end of his career, but you might be able to get him at a one-year contract. He's great at stopping the run. Like I said earlier, if you're going to be going to Jordan Love as your quarterback, you're going to need all the defense you can get. So those types of guys would be a great one-year filler for your rebuild if that happens. So, 
Is Calais Campbell a free agent? Yes. That might be something to think about too if you're looking at run run or a defense there. Yeah, I just I Calais Campbell is is younger, I believe, than Linville Joseph. So he might be still be looking at, hey, I still got some time. Let's let's go to a team where Maybe not. I mean, I was going to say let's go to a team where we can win, but Linville Joseph is going to want to more than that because he's almost done. So, scratch that. But what about uh, players to target via the draft? They got the 28th pick, so they need to do some work there. But Wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. Get yep. wide receivers. Um, I have Drake London. Yep. Um, I think that is the best possible target they can go and get. If even if Devontae Adams stays, I think Drake London can eventually develop into an alpha himself. He's he displayed incredible skill in, uh, in his game in college. Just watching the highlight tape is incredibly impressive. The guy, the guy is 6'5", 210 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's same size for a wide receiver. That's he can be a big guy to go up and get it. Kind of a little bit of a, a compliment to Devontae. Adams. Monty Adams is a do it all guy. So, yep. that's like a Des Bryant size. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If they want to wait into the later rounds a little bit, I have George Pickens as an option. And it just came out today. George Pickens uh, was being interviewed. He said he wants to go play for the Packers if he gets the opportunity. Yeah. The, the fifth seems nice, and he probably won't go till late second, uh, maybe third round, where the Packers happen to pick. Um, and I also have them um, potentially going after edge rusher Kingsley Engibare. Uh, out of South Carolina because Preston Smith has a pretty high cap hit this year. I, I believe around eight to ten million. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but that is pretty high. And he might be a cut candidate or a potential trade candidate to save some room to address other areas. So they may want to um, get a new edge rusher to go along with Darius Smith. And I think Enigbari would be a good fit. He can kind of do a bit of everything: line up on the inside, rush, um, rush for passer from the edge position. He can even drop back into coverage a little bit as well. Yeah, I agree. I think they need to go after a wide receiver. Um, and I think the latest mock draft I saw had him taking an offensive lineman. It, it's mm-hmm. a deep class for offensive linemen, not so much for the wide receiver position. So I think if you're going to reach, go get yourself a wide receiver. I agree. I, I also went with Drake London. I think that he would just be a, a, a mismatch, mismatch in heaven right now for, for Jordan Love if they go there. Even if uh, Rodgers – decides to stay. Rogers has been asking for five, six years now for them to go out and invest heavily at a wide receiver. Yep. So it's a good way to keep Rogers. If, uh, if you want to do that. And then, uh, also I went with tight end Trey McBride out of Colorado state. Um, another mismatch. I went, I went with mismatches because they're going to need a bunch of mismatches. If, uh, Rogers ends up leaving somebody, a couple people that uh, Jordan Love can just depend on, catch everything. Um, and Trey McBride is one or two at the tight end position this year. So, um, yeah, so I went with him. So, yeah, I'm probably the best tight end in the class. So I like that pick a lot. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there's the uh, dissect that team, Green Bay Packers edition. So, um, let's go ahead and move on. I want to uh, get two players from you guys that are sell high that you will be selling high on in Dynasty this year. It can be any position at all. Um, who you guys got? Well, I have um, for one of mine. I have Cooper Cup. 
uh, just finished as the wide receiver one. And this is just simply because I don't think it's going to get any better than that. <laughs> it's obviously, you know, you finish as a wide receiver one and that's like, wow, you know, that's, that's the best you can do. You can't do any better. Um, and I also think you have a healthy Robert Woods going into next year as well. And Odell Beckham, I think wants to come back to the Rams as well. And I think the Rams are going to try to accommodate that. So I think there's going to be more healthy weapons. I could potentially see the Rams addressing the tight end position as well. But it's just going to be a little more competition with up so that he's not going to finish as high. He'll be a wide receiver one, but I think he might be more in like, in terms of top wide receivers, maybe more in the 15 to 20 range would be as a one. So I think it's a good time to capitalize on that value and get what you can. There might be some guys out there willing to pay oh, yeah. value for him. Yeah. Guys yeah. are, guys are constantly uh, wanting to overpay for wide yeah. receivers. One of my, um, the second guy I have was running back for the Niners. Um, he was a he was a pretty late pick. Got picked in the fifth round. Um, traditionally, running backs who are drafted that late don't typically succeed. Usually, more premium draft assets who are using running back tend to pan out in most cases. And um, he's in a Shanahan system. And with Shanahan, you don't know what you're going to get because it kind of seems to be a committee or a different running back year, year after year. The Niners also just spent a third round pick on Trey Sermon, and they're going to want to make sure he gets some time on the field because he had his own issues this year. And also in the past, I still haven't forgotten Alfred Morris, who excelled for one year as a running back in the Shanahan system. And then after that, he kind of dropped off. You know, you're wondering what happened to him. And I think that's just the nature of Kyle Shanahan and the offense he likes to run. He's not, it's not run through one alpha running back. I think this year from Eli Mitchell was the best we were going to see from him. I agree. In the case of Cooper Cup, he's, he can't go up anymore. So he's, he's his max value, I believe. So can he, can he come close to repeating it? I think that he can probably still be a top three wide receiver in the league, but he's never going to be as high as he is right now. So um, get, trade him right now if you can. And then uh, Elijah Mitchell, I agree. He's. Uh, I'd like to see what – I guess preseason is going to be big on that uh, for me because if he comes out and he's still looking the true number one and doesn't look like Shanahan's reverting back to his old ways of committee approach, I mean, he's he's one that – I think the talent's there. He could be he could be there, but the history says Shanahan uses the committee approach and they got uh, Trey Sermon there. Ooh. Yeah. Had a lot higher draft capital than so. Who are you two guys, Nick? So, I got Calvin Ridley, uh, based kind of sort of on the fact that I don't I don't know where his career is going to go at this point. I think if you have him on your team and you're able to, you move him now before something happens and his career goes downhill. Especially if Matt Ryan trade rumors are to be believed, I just don't know what his value is going to be. So for me, I say you sell him now high while you're still able to before before his volume and his his sell value falls out from under him. Um, and then the next one I have is, is Dalvin Cook. He was a top 10 running back still last year. Um, he's had some, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but he had some off-field issues and then he had some injury issues last season too. Um I, I think you move them now while you have a chance before something else happens and you lose out your value there. All right. Uh, Charlie, I forgot to ask you, what uh, what would you sell your guys for? What uh, 
Oh, I would want at least multiple first for um for Cup and maybe yeah. player. I think that's pretty fair considering he was the best wide receiver in fantasy. And as for Eli Mitchell, um, I'm looking for something slightly less. Um, if, you, if you could sell people on the fact that he's 23, he's coming off a great year, and that he could potentially be the alpha back again, um, you could probably get a first and something else. I think that would be pretty good. If I can get, especially if I can get it in 2023, where the draft class is looking to be particularly sturdy, I think I would go for that. For sure. Nick, what about your guys? What, what would you be selling them for? So. I don't like to go after draft capital with my, my players, but if I had to put a, a draft capital number on it, I'd say you're looking at at least a, a probably late to mid-round pick for Ridley. Um, it'd be kind of hard to sell that this year just because there are some good wide receivers in the draft and going into better situations than Ridley's in, but that's where I would place that value. And then Dalvin Cook, I'd be looking at, at the same mid-range probably is where I would go for a mid-round first. Okay. I think you might be able to get a little bit more for uh, for Cook just because he's probably, I mean, he's still top five running back in in dynasty. So, yeah, maybe 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 top ten dynasty, top five in your draft. Um, so, I think you might be able to get possibly possibly a f- two f- two first, possibly definitely a first and a second for sure. So, and then uh, I actually did a trade for or I traded away Calvin Ridley. Um, I did Calvin Ridley in 2022-2-8 for Josh Jacobs, LaVisca Chenault, and uh, the 2022-3-11. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, which is a great, great trade for you. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, that's nice. I think he's kind of – Yeah, I, Ridley, Ridley's a, a question mark. I mean, uh-huh. like you said, where is his career going? What, what, what path is he going down? Is he going to be a contender? I've heard that – he possibly is going to be traded out of Atlanta. What's going to happen with Matt Ryan? Who's going to be their quarterback? We don't know much about him. So I tend with those guys to get them off my team. If they, even if they explode again, I mean, yeah, I missed out, but the chances of him going the other way and not being all that fantasy relevant are, are higher, I think. So, I think that's a good one to get him off my team and go with yep. a more sure thing. I agree. Uh, Offload while you can. Yep. So I went with Mike Williams. Um, he finished ninth in standard, 12th in PPR this year. I don't think he's ever going to be that good ever again. Um, he is a he's a free agent this year, so not any um, – he's not f- for certain going to be on – uh, LA anymore have Justin Herbert thrown to him. So I think that's probably the best case scenario for him is have Justin Jeff- or Justin Herbert uh, thrown to him. But again, he can land anywhere. And then, so I looked at the last two years of um, wide receivers going to other teams. Okay. Their first year with that other team, you have last year, Buffalo, Emmanuel Sanders, Miami, Will Fuller, New England, Nelson Aguilar, New York Jets, Corey Davis, Jacksonville, Marvin Jones, New York Giants, Kenny Galladay, Washington, Curtis Samuel, and Arizona, A.J. Green. Okay, last year, none of those guys had all that great of a year. A.J. Green was probably the best one that he had. 
2020, you had Buffalo, Stephon Diggs, very good year. Houston, Brandon Cooks, decent year. Oakland, Nelson Aguilar, Detroit, Geronimo Allison, Carolina, Robbie Anderson, New Orleans, Emmanuel Sanders, Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins. So you can make a case for Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins, but they're premier talents. They're going to excel in other places. I don't think Mike Williams is is that kind of a player. So I will be very wary of where Mike Mike Williams is uh, going this year. Probably not going to be great for fantasy. Uh, and then my other guy is Travis Kelsey. Um, 32 years old. That's typically when the tight ends start falling off. Gates fell off at 35. Gonzalez, 35. Shannon Sharp at 33. Jason Witten at 34. St- those guys are produced for another couple of years, but I don't know if Kelsey is going to be valued any higher than he is right now. He's- yeah, I actually just <laughs> Travis Kelsey in one of my leagues. I yeah. traded him for Kadarius Tony, uh, the 2022 105, and a 2023 first. Uh, that, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Right now, I got to trade. Pretty good. Yeah, right now, I got a trade offer in. Um, to a contender, I'm I'm rebuilding with the league that I have Kelsey, but I got to trade offer into a contender for T.J. Hawkinson in the 2023 first for Kelsey. Pretty so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that happens. I'm trying to down tier a little bit, but Hawkinson as young might have might be a breakout candidate. So, but uh, as far as Mike Williams, I think you could probably get a first from him. Um, I think that he did enough this year to where he'll be able to snake a first from somebody. Um, I think that's a great value for him. So, But, uh, yeah, so that will do it for us tonight, guys. That was a good show. Um, yeah. So here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, looking at um, player profiles of the rookies coming in. We're going to, next week, we're going to uh, give an episode on our consensus ranking, rankings, top 10 rankings at each position. Um, so we got a, good, a lot of good stuff coming your guys' way. So um, also tune into the other podcast uh, that the fantasy coaches have, um, ran by Coach Steve and Jibs. Um, they're going to have a big announcement coming up um, on the next episode. So make sure you guys tune in for that. So, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. And, Nick, it's good to have you back. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah, good to be back. Thanks for having everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. The back is not far-fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super-duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up, I'm a head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.